Well, hello there and welcome to LawPod episode 30 and 31. We are joined today by a couple of blues legends because we are approaching, of course, state of origin season and Bryden's Lawyers has an association with the New South Wales Blues as its major partner, something of which we are very, very proud. So today is an opportunity for us to consider not only this year's state of origin series, but series past. And to join me in doing so, I have two very, very special guests. First one, former captain of the Parramatta Eels, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2018. New South Wales State of Origin and Australian International Representative, born and raised in the Southern Highlands, played his entire career with the Eels, and the first player in NRL history to make over 10,000 tackles. Welcome, Nathan Hindmarsh. Lee, how are you? Did you send that in about the 10,000 tackles? <laughs> no, I <laughs> think... I think my kids put that in there. Now, if you haven't been able to guess from The Voice, our second guest today is Stephen David Roach, also known as Blocker, New South Wales State of Origin, Australian International Representative, 39 representative appearances for the Australian national team in Tests, World Cup, New South Wales Origin matches between 85 and 91, played for West Illawarra, and then the Balmain Tigers. Welcome, Stephen Roach. Hello, boys. Great to see you. Origin coming up. I can't wait for that. Exciting time of the year. Mm. I can't wait to see him go... Back to back to back. I love that. Okay. Origin in November imposed upon us by the pandemic. Your thoughts and how will it be different? I, I think it's I think it's great when they've got a squad of like 27 or whatever it is. Mm. That, that I reckon every game will be different. You know, obviously, we're going to get some, some injuries. I know how Freddie thinks. He'll be picking the best side that he thinks can win those games, depending on whether they win game one. But um, I like the squad and I like the idea of going, you know, the three games in a row. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, know, I know for a fact that Freddie really wants to win three in a row. He wants to go three nil. He wants to whitewash them. So, but but back to back games. I think we're going to use the. We could almost use the full twenty seven players. Mm. It's the end of the season. The 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 toll it takes on your body, Origin. It's it's going to be hard to keep everyone fit for three games. Well, what about it's three what, games in two weeks? Isn't what, it? what about if you haven't played for seven mm. or eight weeks and you were you were forced out of the competition before the semi finals? Mm. Well, I spoke to um, Jakey Kravojevic about that, and they said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I've got to train. I said, well, before you go in the bubble, he goes, yeah, we've been told we've got to train. I said, what are you going to do? And he goes, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like training at the best of times. Right. I'm not going to train by uh, myself. So he doesn't know, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Just in, in terms of Freddie, whatever, and I've never asked this question or thought about it, a lot of coaches are identified as being either attacking or defensive coaches. How, how would you describe Freddie as a coach of the Blues team? Is he, is he defense-orientated, or is it, is it more attack? I don't, I don't even know. I think from what I've seen from the origins from last year, I think he seems to be more tactical in attack than he does defence. And he lets the players work it out themselves in defence because, you know, when you've got the best in New South Wales, you don't really have to, well, I don't think you really have to do too much. And, and we always say, you know, you've you got your best 17 players. And Ronnie Palmer, when I was playing origin, Ronnie Palmer would say, listen, guys, we're not going to make you faster, stronger, better. Mm. We're just here to, to get you playing as a team. And I think that's what Freddie does so well. He there's a little bit, I suppose, Wayne Bennett in there where he's a good man manager and he just, he trusts the players he puts on the side to, to on the field to do their job and, and not really have to worry about anything but just get them right mentally and that's what Freddie, I think, focuses on a lot, mentally getting his players right for the for the big games. But that, that's got to be right blocker, doesn't it? Because, I mean, you've picked the best of the best. You're not teaching these boys how to play the game. They know how to play the game. Mm. It's just about, it's about creating unity, creating a team and creating pride in that jumper. He's built that relationship with the players. I think, you know, having a having a youngish sort of coach that did everything in origin, you know, like he'd be up there with the best players ever to play origin for New South Wales anyway. And, you know, he surrounded himself with, with Fitzy and who does the mm. defence and Danny Baderas and, and also Brandy. So w- w- what it is, and the players can, you know, get this on board too, that he's got a trust in those blokes that he's brought in and they're all young blokes and they're all sort of not that far out of the game. And I, I think it's a, it's a full team effort from from freddie 
Uh, although he's, he's the gaffer, of course, but you know, I, I think that the people that he's got around him are, are blokes a similar mindset to, to himself, mm. and you know, winning the couple of first couple of series that they've been involved with. I did think that you know, New South Wales were ripe to win the next series, but you still got to you still got to go out there and do it, and you still got to be you still got to be prepared for it. And I, I just think the blokes that he's got around him is it's a trust thing. We we speak about what Origin does two players. Now, we've got a squad of 27 this year, so there would be a lot of fringe players in that squad by definition. Players that wouldn't have played, for example, if things were different, if we Mm -hmm. had a small squad. What will it do for those boys going to camp and perhaps even playing Origin? Does it does it transform them? Is it something that actually elevates their game? Can, is it something that you can see? It will transform their game because they'll get a lot of confidence how to play in Origin because it is the, the toughest, fastest, strongest rugby league around in the world. So obviously, if you're going to go out there and, and, and pull on that sky blue of the New South Wales Blues, you're gonna you're gonna come back to clubland with full of confidence and and having that trust in your ability that you you belong in a a side and you belong you know in that group of players who are, who are at the elite. So of course that's going to you know change the way they. They do things, and also too, getting out of clubland, having a coach like Freddie, it may change a few of the, their approach games and the way they train during the week. So it's nothing but good coming out of that if they make the Origin. I, don't, I can't see anyone going in there going one of those fringe players going into Origin, mm. having a bad game, and then and affecting their comp footy, you know, starting in 2021. I always listen with interest when I hear the young blokes that come in and they get interviewed. The first thing they say is, "I can't wait to learn off the off the blokes that have been around for a while." So it's all about learning. It's a bit like the golfer that thinks he's pretty good in clubland, and all of a sudden he goes and plays with Tiger Woods, and he finds out that you know maybe mm. his preparation isn't the same yeah. or yeah. as good as what it should be. So I think it's a, I think it's a big learning curve. The intensity, you know, Heine be able to tell you as good as anyone. The intensity in Origin is is tenfold what a club game is, as in competing in it and as in preparing for it. And, you know, I, I think, you know, when, when young blokes go in and the first thing they always say is, you know, it's going to be interesting what I can learn from the blokes that have been there before. And I, and I think that's a, another big plus for, for Freddie too, is that he's lived this. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the coaches, or well, there's been a lot that have played, but there's been a lot of coaches that haven't actually been in that in that arena. So he fully understands it. And I, and I think that's a big thing for younger blokes too, that he can explain to them what, it, what it's actually like and what to expect. All right, well, this year we're celebrating 40 years of origin, of course, kicked off in 1980. I was 15 years of age in 1980. It was the third game of the series that year. It was a one-off. It was a bit of a novelty event. I can still clearly recall Arthur Beecham running out onto Lang Park wearing a maroon jersey and everyone yeah. taking a gasp and thinking, oh dear, what's this Ooh. all about? Yeah. I can still clearly remember Artie putting one on Mick Cronin's chin and they were both Parramatta teammates yeah. at the time. He put it on the whole pack's chin. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think that was the birth of Origin. Hmm. And then, of course, they repeated that in 81. It was the third game of the series in 81. It wasn't until 82, of course, when it started with the three-game series for State of Origin. Now, I can clearly remember that. I'm a little bit older than you, Hindy, mm. but... Blocker, your earliest memory of Origin. Without Tommy Rudonikas and Arthur Beetson, I don't think Origin would have lasted 10 years. The passion that they showed, it's a... Well, I think it's an interesting story. I played under-18s for New South Wales against Queensland, the very first origin. So we got to play our game against Queensland as young kids and then sit on the sideline. We we actually had, because the crowd was so intense and, and so many people there, they actually sat us on the sideline to watch the game. And I, I saw this guy run out, Arthur, and mate, always been my hero. I loved Arthur Boots and I just loved the way he played. And I see this bloke come out in this maroon jumper, as you mentioned. He had both hands wrapped he had white, this white powder yeah. over his jumper. 
and right. snot and spit <laughs> coming out of him, and I'm thinking. I thought that was try wow. line. I thought that was like the sideline on him. What no, was, no, what? no. We said, oh, I mean, it would have been Rosin, but they reckon they reckon the talk is I'm, I'm good mates with Gino and, and and Mal and all those sort of guys. They said that the very first training session, and this was their opportunity to play against New South Wales, because Arthur Beats and Rod Reddy and all them guys have played for New South Wales. Yeah. You know, Rod Morris, all those sort of guys. And to go back and, and we're going to start an origin, they reckon Arthur just pulled them all in. He had this awe about him. It's a bit like Mel. You know when Mel comes in the Fox, now everyone's sort of bad. It's, it's, it's weird, you know. Like Mel's, like, yeah. <laughs> like Mel's uh, like the gaffer. And you know, apparently Arthur called him in in the first training session. He said, hey, boys, I'm, I'm dead serious here. He said, mate, any of you blokes don't want to play. And when you looked at Mal Meninga and Choppy Close and Gene Miles and all those guys, they were they were like 19 or 20. And, mate, they, they said before the game, he was putting the boot polish under his eyes and they just said they, they saw this transformation of this this oh. bull. And, I, and I, I'd i sit in there and i watch this bloke run out and I'm going, mate, he means business, this bloke, just the way he ran out. And then all of a sudden, as you mentioned, you know, he, he whacked Mick Croner, but he, he took on the whole pack. And at that stage, Arthur... Arthur was playing reserve grade for Parramatta. They picked him to, to be the captain of Queensland, and that's what it meant to him. And as I, as I mentioned, you know, the game's been going for 40 years now. If it wasn't for Tommy and Arthur, you know, it probably wouldn't be on. I remember in that game, too, that Greg Oliphant was the, was the halfback for Queensland. And they used to have these Zambucks in those days in the 80s that would run on and if someone was injured and they were like medical men. And there was a big blue start at Anyway, Greg Oliphant was on the ground and the Zambuck was treating him. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> He's down on the ground treating him and, and Tommy ran over, pushed the Zambuck away, straddled Greg Oliphant and started punching his head. In. <laughs> but that was, you know, that that was it. That was Origin when we all started playing Origin. You know, we thought the first 30 minutes at Lang Park was a, was a fight and then a game of footy yeah. break out. But uh, that's why... That's what what it was. I think that's why Origin is, you know, why it is, what it is today because of what happened back then with the with the blues and all that type of stuff because we don't get to see that now yeah but that's why i enjoyed playing oh watching origin yeah you know i didn't like enjoy playing it when it was a stink because i couldn't <laughs> couldn't work my way out of a wet paper bag but retaliate first mate that's well, the secret but that, that was why i brought out well, my family together as you know when i was growing up origin night at home well three times a year yeah it was, it was it was but it was the biggest nights of the year for us because my, my sisters they weren't league fans but they what they'd loved origin my yeah. mum wasn't a league fan but she but she got origin. everything ready for us for origin yeah. night and yeah. then it was my dad my granddad and my, and, and my brother we were sitting there so and half the time you know some of us had come to blows because my sister would start going for queensland just to shit stir us yeah. so we'd be in a fight together so we'd be wrestling <laughs> in the lounge room so but that the fighting was what i loved about origin and i'll probably you know get, get a bit of trouble for saying this but that, I, I miss the blues i miss mm. the stinks in in the game and i miss that particularly in origin because it was i think mate against mate state against state you 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 weren't you were happy to put one on your mate's chin your earliest memory nathan of origin so i'm a 79 baby i think the thing that sticks out for me was michael o'connor's kick from the sideline in the rain, in the at, rain at the yeah. scg so that that was one of the first things i i can remember there was brett dallas as well who ran you know made a break length of the field and you know because how quick he was and that that sealed the game for queensland there was coins try uh, at the death there against new south wales when fatty was coaching that was against the queensland side who weren't meant to win the series and they did three nil they won. Three, yeah they so those type of things but just the whole idea of origin the aspect of it the fighting the the, the mates against mates the the toughness all those type of things i i, I loved origin every second well, of it i think this is one of the rare times that i'm actually happy to be as old as i am 
because I can remember the birth of Origin, of course. And the other thing that, that sticks with me was the impact of Wally Lewis on the game. We would sit back and wait for three times a year to watch Wally. It was the only opportunity that you got, and that was during State of Origin. But I can't remember a player having as much influence over a game or a series as Wally Lewis did in the early days of Origin. He would be comparable to what I think people think of Cameron Smith as doing today. But we would only get to see Wally three times a year, and we'd all sit back and marvel as to how great a player he was. We'd all hate him, of course, as New South Welshman, but you would have to marvel at his skill set. And I know, Blocker, you mentioned Artie Beetson and Tommy Radonna, because I think you, know, you could almost throw Wally Lewis in there as being so integral to the birth of origin. Yeah. that rivalry. Yeah, 100% right. You know, like I was lucky enough to play in games with him. Mate, he was the worst tra- he was the worst trainer but the best player. I, I could ne- I could never work it out. The most amazing thing for me is when Queensland needed a penalty, he'd somehow conjure up to get them one. If they needed a try, he'd score the try. If they needed a try-saving tackle, he'd be able to do it. Like it was it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about the greatest origin player of all time and, you know, we we hang our hat on on Brett Kenny and, and and rightly so when he played against Wally, but Wally still had impact when Brett Kenny was playing against him. Don't worry about that. He was just a footballer, you know. He, he could do everything. All right. Well, Blocker, your first year of origin was 1984. 84. I made, I okay. made my debut, yeah. All right. Now, New South Wales had not won by then. No. And 85 was our first series win yeah when you broke into origin play for the first time did it live up to the hype was it everything that you had expected it to be or more and more i made my debut at lang park i can't call it suncorp stadium mm. i call it lang park and unless you do it first i know honey will probably tell you the same thing it, it, is understanding the week and not playing the game before it actually happens and the hardest thing for me was you know because in the position i played mate you you, you can't put your toe in the water. No. You know, same mm. as I yeah. you, mate, You've got to go as hard <laughs> yeah. as you can or whatever. I, I was lucky because, as I said before, like growing up, Arthur Beetson and Craig Young were my heroes. I got to play with Craig Young in my first Origin game. But he got knocked out in the kickoff. They bought the bloody sponge out. I was wetting him with it and everything, trying saying, get up, mate, please. You know, I, was, I think I was 21 or 22, just a young bloke. And it's amazing how you survive in those sort of situations. But the lead up to the game and the hype, and you, you've got to live it to understand. It's very hard to explain to someone. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an instance. Like when we were playing, we, we used to drive past the Caxton Hotel and get showered with 5,000 cans. You know, how they hated New South Wales with a passion. We'd get off the bus outside. They used to have a, a pub like in the in the ground and you had to walk through the pub through these turnstiles into the dressing rooms well mate i've never <laughs> mate i've heard a lot of language over my life but never anything like this so we we you know go in the sheds to get ready and i'm thinking wow what's this and then they had the like the concrete a lot of a lot of in those days they, they were all steel studs and no, yeah. no molded soles and queensland would go out and you'd hear this like like this march of these boots going I'm thinking Jesus what's going on here and then the deafening sound not only of the crowd but of the fireworks and all that and you get out there and you're like mate you're like a deer in the headlights really thinking what, what's going on here see my hands are starting to sweat <laughs> what's going on I just on started here? sweaty getting all nervous uh, well Nathan same question your first series of State of Origin was when 2001 was okay. my first Ex- first Origin series right. obviously excited to be picked yeah nervous nervous yeah. to get picked so I get into camp and you, I had I, I there was always that doubt there you know do I belong here all that type of stuff but the scariest thing was you, you hear for your whole rugby league career how fast paced it is 
how full on it is, how, how how violent it is. You're so used to playing club footy and you know what you can get out of 80 minutes. You know how the game flows. At Clubland, you can kind of pace yourself a little bit. You know what's going to happen. You know what's expected of you. Origin, I had that was the unknown. I didn't know, you know, you could hear from past players how hard Origin was, but until you actually get out there, you don't know you don't know what to expect. So, and of course, as Block just said, you go out there and you just, you got to get stuck into it straight away. And for me, my first Origin, I got in there and just tried doing too much too early. And it, it blew me you out. Blew, it, blew it, it blew me out early yeah. and I'm I'm looking at the bench come on how about giving me a rest here and I just yeah. they just left me out there and left me out there and yeah. I had a bit of a shit game to be honest with you we got beaten by a, a Queensland side who had a few lesser names I think Carl Webb and Buttergig and a few other boys in there who probably weren't expecting to play Origin that year and they tore us apart Chrissy Walker Gordon had a great game and they really gave it to us and that was at Lang Park as well mm-hmm. and I got dropped from for game two and game three never to make another game that year so it was it was a good learning curve for me it, it taught me a lot about how to I suppose prepare I didn't prepare that much I was excited about being in camp with a few boys and you know yeah. the, the, probably the drink went a bit too long for what I was was expecting so but after that you know you know, it worked out pretty well. We went in a few series, which was good, and you know, I enjoyed every minute of it. But it is, it is tough and hard footy. Block, it was 85 before New South Wales won the first series. Mm. Did it take us a little bit longer than Queensland to buy into Origin? To, to, un- get, to, to get it? To get it, to understand it? I think that the Queenslanders had more of a bee in their bonnet because they weren't. a lot of them weren't playing in Sydney. They weren't playing in that, in that competition. And, you know, this was their chance to show that they were... You know that they were up to it. You're probably right. I mean, mate, they put it over us for the first five years, uh, or the first four years, and and New South Wales won 85. I think a leader, you know, not only on the field but off the field in Steve Mortimer was uh, the thing that changed everything for for New South Wales. And mate, they changed they changed the team a lot. They'd have losses and then make all these mass changes. You know, the, the beauty of New South Wales probably is they had a lot more players to pick from than than what Queensland did, and the honour of playing. For Queensland seemed a little bit more than playing for New South Wales. We were sort of like maybe a little bit blasé about it until the realisation is, mate, these guys are giving it to us. We need to stop the rot. You know, on the field and off the field, Steve Mortimer was probably the, the first one that really got it. You know, we ended up winning that series and he was unbelievable. Nathan, you've experienced the highs and the lows of Origin. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? I think when I was playing Origin, there was one winning game separated the whole New South Wales, Queensland state of Origin. Out of that whole time, there was one game difference in wins between the two sides. So I think the way we lost a couple of Origin series, that's what hurt the most. And they're those ones where, you know, you win in the game and you think you've got in the bag and only one one bad pass. And, and they find something. And they mm. find something. Queensland have mm. the knack of mm. being able to find something at the death to to pull it out of their backsides and win the series. So, And that's what happened to us. I think handling the losses, it's a little bit harder than club because you don't get that opportunity again the following week. You know, it's, there's only three games in the whole season. So not having your time to, to get revenge on a, on a on someone else or another team, it, it's a dip, bit difficult. And you've got your whole state, you know. Yes, Parramatta has fans all over the country, but when, you, when your state is relying on you to win the, an origin game for them and everything stops and focuses on origin footy, gets away from club footy and you become a New South Welshman or a Queenslander, it is a little bit harder to take and it's a little bit, you know, it deflates you for a while, but then of course, you know, we're, we're on again, you know, three days later playing Clubland. So, but the winning it, there's, 
you know, I, I remember carrying the trophy around Lang Park or, or Suncorp Stadium, and it was one of the best feelings I've ever had. I haven't had mm. to, I haven't had the opportunity to hold too many trophies up, but holding that uh, that shield up in front of a Queensland crowd, absolutely giving it to them, mm. was one of the best feelings I've ever had. <laughs> too true. <laughs> I right. do the same thing to oh, us. Oh, mate, I was giving, I was giving it to them. Oh, Eat some of this. Yeah, um, <laughs> and some of that. <laughs> uh, both, both of you boys have referenced now a couple of times the difference between an NRL Premiership game and State of Origin. And I can tell you, even from a fan's perspective, you watch Origin, it goes quick. I mean, that 40 yeah. minutes each half is just, just disappears. Flies, boy. And I happened to speak to Ray Warren not that long ago, and he made the same comment even in commentary. You just look up and all of a sudden it's, you know, minute 37, 38. But what are the differences between an NRL Premiership game and Origin? I know the pace and etc. but I mean, is there an increase in intensity? Does everyone just play out of their skin? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you're playing against, you know, it's probably the best 30 players in the country that are playing against each other. You don't really, you you know, you rarely see that. If you're playing in your club side and you've got five or six blokes that are playing, that have played Origin and all that, that's only half your team, isn't it? You, this is everyone putting in an effort to try and uh, try and beat Queensland. You know, that's the whole the whole thing about it is to go out there and, and try and, you know, try and get over your opposition or try and get over whoever, you know, whoever their hard man is or whatever it is to go out there and, and play with your mates too. And it's an opportunity too. So there's a lot of blokes I've played Origin with that I hated before I met them. <laughs> Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? The, yeah. And then all of a sudden you meet yeah. him, you have a few beers with him. Yeah, and not bad. Decent fellas. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad bloke, actually. I'll change my tune on that bloke, you know? Mate, it's intense. I'll give you an example. Like, we play in an Origin. Sometimes we, we played in an Origins on a Tuesday night and played in the MCO Cup on, on the Wednesday night, very next night. Or playing a club game on the weekend. To me, it was like a walk in the park, playing in a, in a club game compared yeah. to what an Origin mm. was, you know? Because, mate, the, the, the thing is, you, you know you're going to get whacked and you're going to get hit pretty heavily so you've got to get it in your mind that you're going to get hurt anyway so you know you might as well go as hard as you can because they're hurting as much as you yeah you Nathan I think the big difference is in in origin every tackle or every set is an opportunity to score a try we're in comp game the week to week footy your club land you know when there's you know when there's nothing happening in it yeah you know when there's there's you know there could be a few sets where it's just you know you're feeling each other out but in origin Every set's an opportunity because you've got that quality, that calibre of player that can just do something out of nothing. So there's no there's no time to relax. There's no time to have a walk. You know, you know, I'll tell something. I walked half a step in an Origin game. They turned it inside to Billy Slater, he and, and he scores. Was that, the, chip? that was, was that the double chip? No, it wasn't. It was another one. <laughs> I missed him by I missed him by a fingernail because I just I clocked off the, clocked that off. half a second, and that was. That was one of my things I thought I'd never do would clock off, but you're mm. so tired in Origin, you're just looking for a little rest. You're trying to. You find out. You find out a bit about yourself too. Mm. That you stuff know? sticks in your brain. All of us who were watching picked it as well. Yeah, but Billy Slater did it, and he was one of the guys we used to really want to bash Billy Slater. I remember Craig Fitzgibbon and I used to have a lot of meetings about bashing Billy Slater. We got him once. Hard not to like Billy Slater. Yeah. What a player. Uh, maybe, maybe when he's off the field. What you a know. player. Yeah. What a future <laughs> immortal blocker. Throw it around a mortal Yeah. I think they've got to sort of reevaluate about all these guys now because, and, and rightfully so, mate. They should be in the you know the top teams ever to play and all mm. that sort of stuff. But you know. I'm Mortals, maybe they've made a rod for their back now that you know they're talking about Cameron Smith. Who goes in first? Jonathan Thurston. What about Jonathan Thurston? Yeah, what right. about Cooper Cronk? Yeah. What about you know what I mean? So I don't know. I no, don't know. I, take, I got, take Nathan's point that they throw it around quite. Well, a bit. I've got players in my like, for me, Brad Clyde. Yeah. You know that that caliber of play. You know that yeah. type of stuff. And I think I well, think there's I think there's a generation that's been kind of a little bit forgotten. What about, about Lazo? Lazo, mm. how many clubs has he been to? One, yeah. how many premierships? Five, five yeah. premierships. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's there has to be look, and and the you know I think and the, and the game is doing a, a good job to try and you know rectify situations and and make it sure it's even and everyone you know 
everyone's covered in the in the voting process. But yeah, I just. What about Brett Kenny? Yeah, well, yeah, that, but the, I think we can. You know, I think the players like you know Cameron Smith still playing, but you, you Billy Slater's and all that, they will get their opportunity. But let's think about them in twenty years, 20 time. years yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you know, they'll they'll be. They'll I think there's a place for there. immortals and there's a place for Hall of Famers, and I yeah. think they've got to distinguish between the two and where they're going to put people. It is, it's, but it is difficult it's because every, there's so many opinions out there on yep. players, and you know, well, well, I think he is, and then someone well, else. No, just on not. that, I mean, Blocker referenced the best against the best in state of origin. Well, it's the best New South Wales players against the best Queensland players, but it may not necessarily be the best players in the, in game. the game. Of course yeah, not, no. Ben, no, Benji right. Marshall, yeah. Sean Johnson, they never played State of Origin. Mm. Is there a place for non-New South Wales, non-Queensland players in Origin? Well, if, it, if it's going to be promoted as the best in the game, could you extend oh, look, the definition I, I still, of New South I, Wales no, to say I, people I, have played, or would you just keep it blue and blue I'm and tr- I'm a traditionalist in that. So I think I. It's, it's lasted as long as it has by being that way, and I understand the the influence of the Polynesian you know community in our game, and I think it's it's great, you know. But I think state of origin is New South Wales v Queensland. We have the Tri Nations. I know we probably should play a bit more emphasis on the Tri Nations and the Four Nations. Oh, don't get me wrong, there is so many Kiwi internationals and and Samoans and Fijians who could play origin quite easily oh, 100%, 100%. I like New South Wales v Queensland I do too yep. you know the other thing we could do too but then everyone's complaining about we playing too many games now I never understand that that's what I do I play footy you know what I mean well, why don't we ever why don't we ever have like whoever wins the state of origin plays the rest of the world, world. or something yeah. I don't know like and we a, try, world, a world 13 or something yeah have, have yeah. something like that yeah. and then and then, but it wouldn't have it would not have the same no. impact as what New no. South Wales and Queensland have got we had a tri-nations or a, or a tri-state yeah, they, well, they, they, they were trying the Super League I think that's right and they brought New Zealand New Zealand yeah, yeah, I don't think that necessarily worked. No, I understand. And I think State of Origin obviously saved the interstate game because prior to State of Origin, I, I, I spoke recently at Leichhardt Oval and I referenced how there was an interstate game between New South Wales and Queensland at Leichhardt Oval, midweek game with about 600 people there. Yeah. So if it wasn't for State of Origin, that interstate game may have just fizzled away. It, it would have. What about what about Tonga? Tonga beat Australia the last time they met. Why don't we have like a tri-series or, or four sides in the, in the Australia and make that Australian jumper, which is the one that I love the most out of anyone but in saying that it hasn't got the same sort of hype as what New South Wales no. and Queensland well, that's an interesting point that you raise there has has the elevation of origin as the pinnacle of our game not for the players diminished, like the, probably. diminished the Australian jumper not, at all not for the players yeah, I would Blocker. hope not yeah, no, the, not. when you pull on that green and gold with that coat of arms of Australia yeah. there's, that is the that's, that is the, that's, that's got the best, to be the ultimate aspiration that it, it is well it was for me and I was a very proud moment more I'm proud for myself and my family for me I grew up watching Origin as a kid I love watching me test matches, but I didn't, that wasn't it wasn't all hyped up like Origin is. So I think for I would love to see our our international footy as as hyped up as what our Origin is. But we tend to play a lot of our test footy at the end of the year, mm. or our big games at the back end of the year. We have our ANZAC test or our mm. our mid year test, which but has a lot of good coverage. But our our World Cups in our Four Nations and Tri Nations at the end oh, of the year. Pointy, you can't you can't make something that's not I you can't manufacture the Origin. You know well, you I can't think, say Tonga playing Australia will ever have the same sort of hype. As what the origin is. But again, referencing back to my age, grew up in that golden era where I I saw the birth of origin in 80. I got to watch the 82 Kangaroos Kangaroos, Tours sitting up every night and watching that. And then they came back as the Invincibles, the 86 Kangaroo Tours. So that was just a golden era of Mm. rugby league. Mm. Yeah, and I think with our test footy going, you're probably getting a bit off track here, but I think because Australia was so dominant for so long over the other countries, it kind of... Yeah, they, they, they were expected to win. expected to win, yeah. Mm. So, and I think now that the Kiwis and the 
and I'm going to say the Poms and yep. and you know Samoa and Tonga and Fiji now are starting to really climb that climb that ladder there. That's it's it's going to rekindle a fair bit more interest in regards to international footy. I'll tell you what I want to be on board when they you know they're trying to take Origin games to different places. Why don't we take one to Wembley? Mm. <laughs> I would love oh. that. You know how good that would be. That would be outstanding. Incredible. What's the, what's the capacity at Wembley? Well, it was ninety thousand. Yeah. I don't know about the new. New stadium. I don't know yeah. about the new. Well, they'd have no trouble selling that out. Sell it out. No, mate. They love no, it. People no love trouble Origin whatsoever. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you what are your thoughts on taking Origin out of state? Come yeah, on. I don't. I don't. I don't really agree with it. But we'll go to Wembley. But we'll go to Wembley. We'll go to Wembley. He just wants a trip to England. Yeah, I love Wembley. I've got, yeah. the, I got the chance to play there, you know. Well, that's because they play rugby league in England. Yeah. Would you take it to America? Would you take it to New Zealand? Would you take are it you, to I, other areas where you want to develop the game? You've probably got to take it to places where they play the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we're still trying to crack that American market. If, Absolutely. We, if we can get over there, you know, and, and really get our... Get our claws in over there. That could be it's could be anything market, for our game. Huge so market. yeah, and it's a game that does attract. They show a lot of interest, especially this year with the pandemic and the closure of a lot of American sports. They turned their interest to rugby league and yeah. apparently rated very well over is there. Is it a, is it a time thing over there? But is it they? You know, they said that you know the, the rugby league they couldn't believe the hits and all mm. that sort of stuff. But I think I think the Americans were up at two or three in the morning trying to watch it. So yeah. imagine if it was like the proper timeline mm. to watch it. So that's it for the first part of our Blues Legends podcast and tune in again next week for part two.